Hello, and thanks for coming back. We're going to start the show with a Thanksgiving-themed snack festival, and then pull over the car and slam on the brakes, because then we're doing Paranormal Corner. We're also going to be talking about how you handle complicated relationships during the Thanksgiving holiday, and we're going to end the show with just talking about the things that we're grateful for, or not. And welcome back to Snack a Little, Talk a Little. <laughs> I'm Mark. And I'm Jenna. I'm cracking up. Your your last bit there. Uh-huh. <laughs> we, we, uh-huh. things, things that we're grateful for. And then I know she was looking over at me and said, or not. <laughs> uh, oh, that's hilarious. Yes, I am. And oh my gosh, it smells so good in here. Gosh, I hope it tastes as good because something's been janitized. Oh, boy. But I got a ding janitized. First things first. Oh, okay. I mean, this is all about some Thanksgiving flavors. Um, all right. But we're going to start out with the drink. I hear a rustling of a bag over there. Some bag rustling going on. All right. We're going to start with some soda. Okay. It's it's sparkling water. All right. It's, what does that say? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I need to. Oh my gosh! This is uh I I don't know if I'm gonna last past uh, this and get I to the rest of the stuff. Either. Okay, so this says secret sparkling water. The brand name is Aura A U R A Bora B O R A. The flavor is, folks, green bean casserole flavor. You're welcome. Oh my god. Is is I'll be having it too, so you know we can both be grossed oh up. Oh my but gosh! You know what? Maybe we'll love it. Okay, here, let me I, take a picture. Of that. I gotta We're tell you. I gotta tell you. Hold on, I'm reading the oh. ingredients on the back here. Okay. Carbonated water, natural green bean flavor, mm. and sage extract. Oh. Well. So okay. you take a picture of that <laughs> green bean. By the way, I'm not necessarily a fan of green bean casserole. Maybe today it's, it's not a change. it's not it's one of the things that I kind of uh, somewhat avoid, and and it's one of the things that I look at at Thanksgiving okay. things that I always think this is oh. something something like that because to me because to me it's slimy. <laughs> All right. It smells a little to me. It smells a little bit like green peppers. If you want to smell it All first, right, I mean, why not? Fresh. It smells verdant. Or, I, yeah, it I smells don't... like gardening to me. Right? Yeah, like when I'm out. Clippings. When, yeah, exactly. When I'm out uh, harvesting uh, various things in my garden and just clipping off uh, oh, the branches. You don't even know how long I've been waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. It's clear. Yes. They did not add a green food coloring and the not natural green bean in it did not. I would. I would expect this to be it really does smell like mildly of um, what, like tomato plant or or leaves that you're tossing around in the yard. I don't, even, I can't, I don't know how quite to explain it, but I don't know. But it, you know, it is sparkling water in it, so it looks like it's very dry, meaning there's a lot yeah. of bubbles. So this was you probably. Know, what if this is good? What, I'll try to get what more mixer, to mix it into a. What mixer would you go? What alcoholic mixer would you put with cream bean gas? Maybe we'll know after we. Try oh, this a is insane. Swig. Okay, we got we, okay, uh, same time. both same time. Here we go. Here okay, we go. go. <laughs> oh. Hmm. Right, okay. It, it's very dry. It's not bad, but it doesn't taste oh. like green bean. No, it's well to me. It's not. What it tastes like to me is mildly of celery. And you hmm. know what? And an unsweetened apple. You know what? That's what it tastes like. It tastes like unsweetened, like maybe 
apple and celery. Well, have you had? Oh my gosh! So, folks, for for, for those that don't know, and, and we're not, you know, Almost drinkers. Perfumey. Yeah. But I, when a when a soda or something is called dry, it's because it has a ton of bubbles in it. Yeah. And it's used to be mixed with something else. This this to me is very dry. Even mm-hmm. every time I take a sip, it's like I just took a bite of an Alka Seltzer tablet or something. I it's guarantee got so much this would bubbles. be good if you mixed it with pineapple juice. Or, or anyway, something like that. You wouldn't even know. This does not taste like a one. Well, I was going to say it doesn't taste like a vegetable. It doesn't taste like a green bean. It doesn't taste like the mushroom. Uh, um, if well, if you're making the one that's like semi homemade, it doesn't taste like the green onion. Right. The you know the onions on called. top. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't taste like any of that. It is you know just what? mildly. You know what's weird? I mean, it, it, I'm going to trust that it's an accurate representation of ingredients, and these are all natural, so I don't mind. Going back for a third or fourth sip here, but to me it just tastes planty, mm-hmm. but not necessarily good. So I I gotta tell you, and we've we talked on the show how I will taste various things and all that. I'm always up for trying something, obviously for this segment on this show. Obviously, it's for you. But I will be out when I'm working in my garden sometimes, and uh, like I've taken a tomato plant. You know, tomato plants smell really pungent, mm-hmm. and I've tasted that. Just the the stem, not not the stem of the tomato, but I mean the actual plant itself. And I'll kind of tap my tongue with it, like, what's up with this? What what am I missing out on that these hornworms are <laughs> eating? Uh, anyway, it's usually something bitter or terrible. But sometimes it's just a mild planty taste where it's not really just, pleasant, but it's not yeah. horrible. And <laughs> this that's my review yeah. of this. <laughs> Could it be that we're used to eating cooked green beans? If this is like the fresh green bean flavor, then I've had well part it, of it. It doesn't. I've I've had fresh green beans because I grow green beans and I have bitten into them. Of course you have. And this does. There's <laughs> nothing sagey about this either, by the way. No, that's the other not thing. Is it that it's not? It doesn't. I don't taste the sage. I was going to say no. that. So I grow sage, and I've taken a leaf off and and you know tasted the bitter sage. Mm-hmm. You know, it smells better than it tastes, obviously. Yes. But this is not that. No, it says here. Again, Ourobora, their secret menu. You found it. Our secret menu. We only made a few of these. Oh, darn. (laughs) It still is. Uh, It's for our most curious and daring friends. Tell no one. Hide the evidence. Eat the can. In parentheses, it says don't. Don't tell anyone we have a secret menu. It's just for our buddies. Wow. Okay. And by the way, there's only one calorie, so you can feel good about oh, this. I'll drink all that. No, I think I'm actually done with it. No, I'll put the can by you in I, case you change no, your mind. No, I put it aside. <laughs> I put it way aside here on the table because I'm like, I, I, no, I think I, I've had okay. about four or five sips and that was enough. What you have here is pumpkin chocolate chip muffin. All right. I've sliced them, put some butter on a pat of butter inside. You also have some sauce in case you decide you'd like some. Did you make these muffins? I did. Wow. These look like factory made it made the muffins this is cookie butter sauce okay right and this is caramel applesauce i don't know that we're going to want them but you know it's all about the holiday oh flavors this is quite the treat Sparkling that you brought fresh today cranberry apple cider now we can have like something wow. else to drink you okay. also have water of can, course is there somewhere i can dump this out i you have a cup oh well, we're doing a cup for this oh okay oh yep. all right well we can keep that down down on the uh, table table Wow, this is chocolate chip. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Get in there when you feel. I am. I'm, I'm <laughs> Get right on in there. Let me grab your muffin. Uh, wow. This 
This looks fantastic. It really does. It looks like something that you would get at Starbucks. Well, I sprinkled more chocolate, the mini chocolate chips on the top. Right. So that you know what you're getting. Because, you know, otherwise they kind of dissolve into the wow. the body of the thing. I, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to make a mess here. It's really warm. There are napkins. Okay. There you go. There's a napkin. And... Doesn't quite fill up our glasses, but that's all right. Sparkling cranberry apple cider. Hmm. Yum. Okay, let me take a bite. Now it's it's if I just get a big old bite out of this. Yes. I like the crunchy top. Top of the muffin to you. The Seinfeld top reference of the there. Muffin. Uh it's light on the spice. So I I can taste the pumpkin. Mm. But you said it was a pumpkin. Chocolate chip, not a pumpkin spice one. Yes, but the recipe called for pumpkin spice. I didn't think it was enough, so I added more. So that's interesting that yeah, it still doesn't seem that spiced. No, this tastes, no, not at all. No, not really. It's really great. Very moist, very, uh, mm. Oh, somebody gave me some uh, caramel chips, mm -hmm. Mark. I put some of those in there, too. Oh, so mini chocolate chips and some of the caramel chips. Oh, wow. And I am going to take a little bit of this cookie butter, dollop a little bit. Some people call this speculose. This, it's is, basically the same idea. I think this might be the Aldi brand, if I remember know, right. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I thought that was only a Trader Joe's thing, because I see that. So the speculose cookie mm -hmm. dough, and I've never got into that. Good stuff. I've never, yeah, I've never tried it. Okay. If you haven't tried it, you guys, you know, I'll take a picture here. All right, so haven't tried it. It I just want to say, like this muffin butter. tastes really good. There's a little bit of sweetness, but not too much. But I will I will try the Speculoos. Because so, why not? Those, so the Speculoos is the name of the cookie dough batter. It's not a brand name. I thought it was a brand name or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put I some of that too, on here. Okay. Yeah, when you said it was at Aldi, I thought it, I thought it was only a specific Trader Joe's because mm. that's where I see it. Okay, it doesn't need it, but by golly, that tastes good. <laughs> by yumpa yiminy. Try a bite of that with that speculoos. I am. Well, look how, look how much I put on. <laughs> I'm going to take a big bite of that. So It's very good with it. Mm. I'm not mad about it at all. Like I said, it doesn't need it. It tastes fine. It's moist, especially since I put a little bit of pat of butter on it. Mm. Probably didn't even need the butter anyway, mm. but that's but, how we do it in my family. You know what? I got the heart of the butter on that one. It's so good. Oh, good. Mm. That little bit of salt and all the... Mm. Mm. This is fantastic. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to try the, what is what is this? Caramel apple butter. Caramel, Caramel apple caram butter. Caram All right. Mm. And by the way, I learned on this show, because of you and, and mm -hmm. doing stuff, mm -hmm. that apple butter doesn't mean that you put butter. Right. I always thought apple butter, growing as, up as a kid, because we always had apple butter, I thought apple butter meant you took apples and butter. You know, like honey butter, right? Honey butter mm -hmm. is honey mm -hmm. with butter. Because of you, I learned there's no <laughs> apple in apple butter. But but what it is is it's a, any spreadable fruit right. is a butter. Yep. I did not know that. I had to look that up because I was like, what what? I'm glad that you know now. So good for you. All right, okay, so you have to tell a, me what you think of this. This is a big bite of the what caramel what? apple caramel butter. apple butter. And that one is from Trader Joe's. Mm. I think pretty sure. Speculos. I don't remember where that one came from. So which one's your favorite? He says, I say as his mouth is full of 
<laughs> I like the apple butter better. Okay, so maybe I'm because not I like the fruit in flavor. Oh, okay. Yeah, I prefer the fruit than the speculoos cookie dough, whatever that okay, is. Now I'm gonna try. It. By the way, there's also applesauce in this muffin. <laughs> wow, I'm remembering. Everything. What did you not because put in there? Because it makes it moist. Um, instead of using oil, you use applesauce, and and you're still gonna get the moisture that you want, but um not have the oil situation wow this is and some black pepper really you can't even tell no i know i'm kind of angry about that because i <laughs> felt like i was going pretty good with the black pepper i just thought it'd be an interesting juxtaposition from the sweet and the this and the that but yeah i don't taste any of that in there no and more pumpkin spice that it called for and you really can't even tell that much no it's not it's not spicy it's pumpkin-y but there's, it's not too much okay i, mean, I will say a... there's an after taste of the cinnamon, clove, pumpkin spice, whatever, when I don't have it in my mouth, a little bit of an after really? taste of the spices. It seems like it. I'm not getting any of that. Okay, I'm going to try it, it with the apple butter. Okay. It seems really mild to me. It's so tasty, though. It's warm and moist. Mm -hmm. It really is. This is a, it's like a meal. And, it's, uh, and I mean that in the, in the best way. It's not, it's not too heavy. It's right. not. It's, and it's certainly, really not too sweet. It's not a right. It's not a light muffin at all. But it's not too heavy. It's not like bagel thick or anything like that. But uh, this is great. Now what? Now what was the drink? <laughs> I forgot because I was eating chocolate. What's the the drink that we have here? The new drink, not not the green bean casserole one. This is nature's nectar, sparkling fresh cranberry apple cider. Contains a hundred percent juice. It tastes really good. I hardly taste cranberry. Apple juice. Oh, no, there, there it is. Cranberry, There's cranberry juice, potassium sorbate, and carbonation. I mean, yeah, that's pretty clean. The, cran the cranberry's got a little bit of an aftertaste, but it, it uh, adds good. This is, wow, this is like, I feel like I'm having Thanksgiving dinner. Because really, Intention. isn't Thanksgiving more about the desserts than the dinner? <laughs> well, not for me. Thanksgiving is all about my family and mashed potatoes and gravy. <laughs> Not mm. necessarily in that order. <laughs> I do love mashed potatoes and gravy. Um, we're going to just take you guys by surprise. Guess what? Wow, this is coming into the show early. <laughs> A little bit early. Yeah, we did plan this, but we're going to we're gonna do uh, Paranormal Corner. Right. And Jana, you said now. you have it. It's uh, some kind of Thanksgiving theme or something with it. Yeah. Alex Mutt matsuo.com okay he's talking about how there was a freaky thanksgiving ghost story that was actually revealed then as a historic murder murder red room <laughs> <laughs> you do, i guess you didn't know the beatles were in that movie oh i didn't know i thought that was bob <laughs> dylan that was bob oh, okay. dylan well yeah <laughs> or bob <laughs> uh so listen up Thanksgiving's a time for families to gather together and be thankful for a multitude of things. Tables filled with food and centerpieces are a must each year. But what about ghost stories? Yes, ghost stories are actually tied with Halloween. There used to be traditions surrounding telling ghost stories around the holidays. What about Thanksgiving? But if you do a Google search, Alex says, uh, no, you really can't find much. Hmm. However... Every Thanksgiving, twin brothers Bill and Frank Watson used to hear a ghost story from their grandfather, a former railroad worker. Their grandpa, he was a former railroad worker. Their grandfather would tell them about a, a, a spooky story 
of a place known as Duffy's Cut, located in Pennsylvania. In 1909, a man was walking home from a tavern. There he saw blue and green ghosts dancing in the mist on the September night. The Pennsylvania Railroad kept a record of this incident. The man said, I saw with my own eyes the ghosts of the Irishman who died with the cholera a month ago. They were a-dancing around the big trench where they were buried. It's true, mister, it was awful. Why, they looked as if they were a kind of green and blue fire and they were a-hopping and a-bobbing on their graves. I heard the Irishmen were haunting the place because they were buried without the benefit of clergy. Oh, wow. After the grandpa died, the Watson twins inherited the, his old railroad papers. Turns out the grandpa was the assistant to Martin, Martin Clement, the president of the Pennsylvania Railroad. From there, they were shocked to find so many correspondences with the blue and green ghosts in the area. According to Frank, one of the correspondences said, X marks the spot. Basically, the twins believed that perhaps there was a mass burial ground created when the landfill was made. This area was also the site of the original railroad bridge. And they included some pictures of some old pipes that they dug up, and some of the pipes even gave indications that these would have come originally from Ireland. Wow. wow. Duffy's Cut was a massive project to basically fill in a ravine so that the railroad could come through. Think of it like leveling a hill. Perhaps Duffy, or sorry, Philip Duffy, Philip perhaps, same difference. <laughs> Philip Duffy was in charge of the project. Many of the workers came from Ireland, where they, and they were poor, and they only spoke Gaelic, and they came from a Catholic background. By 1930, Duffy was housing Irish immigrants in his rental home. So, in 2005, the twins decided to start digging around the area. They were searching for clues. There, the, how badass would it be to like own a property and like be able to start digging up and finding clues for something like oh, that yeah. oh yeah anyway they found remnants of a shanty as well as forks then they found a pipe with an irish flag on it the brothers realized that they needed more help in order to find more information they brought in a, geo, a, a geophysicist named Tim Bechtel. His work included earth scans which is a critical tool to see what's underground without digging or drilling which is basically what I do for a living. As Bechtel started to work on the area by shooting electrical currents through the ground, he soon realized there was a strange area, or, or more than one strange area, where the current would just stop. After researching, Bechtel pinpointed key areas to start digging. This turned into a massive excavation project. In 2009, one of the Bechtel students made a horrifying discovery, a piece of human bone. I don't know why that would be horrifying. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe horrifying up. for the dead person <laughs> at one point. Janet Monge soon joined the forensics team as a key person to help separate animal bones from human bones. Since the discovery, seven human skeletons have been found around Duffy's cut. Hmm. The skulls had cracks in them that indicate that they died from a blow to the head, either from a bullet or an axe. It's hard to conclude whether cholera was the culprit at the time of death, but it's clear that cholera didn't kill the men they found so far. Wow. When the cholera outbreak happened, many of the workers from Duffy's Cut tried to run, but when they were looking for shelter, people were turning them away because they were fearful of getting infected. Feeling lost, the men went back to Duffy's Cut and the shanty that they were all living. According to the story, they were taken care of by the Sisters of Charity and a local blacksmith. As the men died, they were put in a mass grave, and the blacksmith burned the shanty to the ground. Clement had been doing hard inquiries into the actual death toll of the cholera outbreak, and he was the one who found out about 
the 57 men who died. The newspapers clearly underreported those numbers. Hmm. Sounds familiar. <laughs> uh, perhaps they were silenced by the railroad company. One right. of the skeletons was identified as 18-year-old John Ruddy from County Donegal. He sailed from County Derry to the United States in 1832 in hopes of finding work. All of his countrymen that he worked alongside with would die within two months of arrival, which is exceptionally tragic. Today, the Watsons want to find every lost body so that they can be identified and laid to rest. It's likely these men would secretly be secretly buried in a mass grave as a cover-up so that the railroad company could continue recruiting new workers. The Watsons have sorted through their grandfather's papers in great detail, and it turns out that many of these men were not recorded as having cholera or ever really working for the railroad. Hmm. Now you're probably wondering, are the blue and green ghosts real? It's hard to say since the eyewitness testimony came from well over a century ago. This author says, I think that there are a few possible theories to this if the ghost story is true. Maybe the 57 Irishmen were hanging out around the mass grave in hopes that someone would see them and finally lay them to rest. It's possible that the Irishmen didn't really die from cholera and they were trying to communicate with whoever would notice them. If that's the case, my big question is, why were they murdered? And it does appear, unless the skulls that they found, the seven, the first seven, right. that were crushed, I mean, I don't know. Unless, okay, what if you were dying of cholera and to put you out of your misery, they just crush your skull? Well, what if you, what if you died of cholera and came back as a zombie? And we all know and the then, only way to get rid of zombies is you got to shoot them in the head or oh, crush them in the head. Yeah, Mark. Yes. So that's what I think. Cholera that's, zombies. That's, I wrote this story. That's my version of the story is they did die of cholera and they came back, they buried them and they came back up as zombies and you had to hit them in the head. Well, this, <laughs> this. I watch a lot of zombie movies. <laughs> clearly. This mystery remains a mystery, but I really want to volunteer to go and help these guys. Wow. Yeah. Help them uh, dig up there. And it all, it all began because grandfather used to tell this story at Thanksgiving. Right. Which is, I don't know, maybe we should start, you know what? Mark is gonna be coming with my family. We're gonna be doing Thanksgiving again this year, as we do, like we do. Maybe we need to start a trend. What, go to a graveyard on Thanksgiving night? Well, we could try that too, but no, I was just thinking <laughs> tell ghost stories. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's see how that goes over well with the family. family we'll, re tradition. we'll report back. <laughs> Telling ghost stories. Hey everyone, I know we're all having fun and we're all, being loving and you know it's great to all be together let's turn the lights down low family, and try to scare the crap out of ghosts. each other <laughs> yes yes well there's probably i mean it, there's probably pioneer great graveyards there yeah yeah a lot of hit deer so there's probably good deer ghosts <laughs> anyway there you go we wanted to start that first because then we can end on a thanksgiving -y, even though this isn't somehow sort of kind of tied into thanksgiving but there you go yeah, we'll start well, with it is. This time. I'll, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it the credit of being a Thanksgiving ghost story. Okay, that'll work out fine for us. Thanksgiving ding. <laughs> All right, I got something for you. All right, what do you have? Well, you know, you hear about people like dread. I mean, they've even made movies about families getting together for the holidays and how everybody dreads it, and and people don't right. get along, and you know. Right, right. So, so this is this is one of the things we did talk a little bit about in show prep a couple of days before uh, coming to the record. This mm -hmm. is that there is a trope in uh, at least in the United States in in our culture that you know 
uh, holiday dinners are terrible because the family gets together and they argue and they fight and you got to keep your opinions to yourself. And well, there's some truth to that, but I have not experienced that in my family necessarily. And, Same. Yeah. And, and so, you know, obviously, you know, we have stereotypes and things because there's a little bit of truth in it, but I mean, not that everything was all hunky-dory all the time at my... Well, you know, it, it actually was. So I'm thinking back to when I had, you know, when I was a little kid and we had tons of family and had big, big events, much like we have with your family now. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember any fights. I mean, I remember sometimes my uh, uh, uncle and father would get into it over the USC-UCLA football game. Oh, okay. All but right. other than that, it wasn't anything where where... You know, and we had, and at our, our events, we had uh, uh, a booze table, you know, so there was okay. alcohol there. and Like messy, sloppy, angry. Right. I don't remember anything like that. So these things that happen in movies that we see are foreign to me in that sense. I mean, they're funny, and I can certainly enjoy it, and I understand the trope, but did not, oh, I'm going to burp here. <laughs> That's a, that that, that uh, green bean stuff had a lot of uh, carbonation, carbonation in it. Indeed. Uh, but anyways, it wasn't a thing for me. So how about how about you? No. And, you know, there are definitely differences. By the way, I mixed some of the green bean stuff in my apple soda because why right. not? Did you taste yeah, it afterwards? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. It definitely changes the flavor a well, little bit. By the way, I just want to say this. This apple cranberry soda has spice in it because you can see, for instance, look at the bottom of my cup. Oh, right on. It's got little, you can see there's. There spice go. in there. Maybe I put the pumpkin like pie spice in that accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a problem. And I, I, I certainly have uh, family all over the place, for example, with politics. Right. Mm, yeah. But I don't know. For me, that's just not a time that you talk about politics. So it's never really been a, a thing. Right. Where people, you know, get into it with politics or... It, it's it's just it's just a happy warm time, right? And I think I think that in general, I mean, you know, whenever you go to anyone's house for any get together or for dinner, you don't go with a chip on your. Sh well, actually, I shouldn't say you don't. I don't go with a chip on my shoulder. And say, oh, I can't wait to get into it with them. Right. Or even if you have a chip on your shoulder, you just don't. <laughs> you don't expose it there. Right. That's just not the time or the place. I mean, just like just like on this show, we don't talk politics a lot. We certainly bring it into the show sometimes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, there's a time and a place for things like that. And usually family get-togethers is not necessarily the time right. to, to stir things up, if you will. But because this is a thing, because, again, there right. are movies about it. Some people seem to dread it. Perhaps, although I don't know that this is always the case, perhaps when you are in a relationship and then you have blended families and trying to figure all of that out, just because you love your person doesn't mean you're going to love their family and vice versa. Let's hope that you all do. Right. But that's not always the case. So right. that I could be part of it. Let's talk about the six tips for navigating a tense Thanksgiving dinner, though, for those of you that need to hear this or pass it along. Okay. And where, is it, where do these six tips come it's, from? It's from CB, CNBC. CB, help me. CNBC.com. <laughs> something called Make It. Okay. I've never heard of this before, but yeah. Is that like a show or a segment or you don't know? I don't know. Just okay. CNBC. It's got the peacock and then Make It. Okay. All right. Thanksgiving Day, it's notorious for food, football, and family feuds. Whatever topic, 
will trigger conflict, be it the recent midterms or your relationship status. It's sure to be lobbed at you mid-bite. No, but okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, family just has a way of getting to the, to the pain point and pressing it. What the heck? Who's your family? God, these people are in toxic families. I know. <laughs> There's a lot of quote. Oh my goodness. Okay, so so I have read this, and I'm right. just gonna say, okay, I'm gonna all I'm gonna say before we read on is woke. Okay. <laughs> Listen, we love our woke people, <laughs> but don't bring your woke stuff to Thanksgiving. There's a lot of unresolved pain that originates in families. And then it's at reactivated during these rare moments when everyone is together. Resentments and disappointments can be carried from generation to generation. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose they can. Sure. I can't, th you know, if, if, I'm, if I'm that resentful or disappointed in someone, we aren't socializing mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think I've spoke on the show. There are members of my immediate family that I just don't. Don't right. have anything to do with anymore because of that. So it's not like, you know, oh, yeah. yeah, if it's that if it's that bad. Yes. Uh, families are these unique relationships that despite the passing of pain, there is still the expectation that the relationships continue to be maintained. So people dance around everything that's unresolved over and over again, often trying to put on a happy or cordial face until the pain finds a way to rear its head. And it will. Families also have a way of undermining any growth or changes you've made over the last year, which can be endlessly frustrating. No matter how much you work on things in therapy or how much healing or growth you've had during the year, family just has a way of getting to the pain point and pressing it. Man, they need to come to my family Thanksgiving. <laughs> I mean, it's not to say that they're perfect. And sometimes people can say something and, and, and it's the delivery is all wrong or you're just having one of those days. But it would never be something that I would just carry around with me over and over even, okay you know what? that's not even completely true there are things that I, that I or a sibling or even my mother we've said something before something has been said to me if I wallow in it and think about it yes I can go yeah that really wasn't fair right but I don't because there's so much good and I and, and there's there's so much good I agree and, and, you know, and, and I'm the kind of person will hold grudge. I, shoot, I have a grudge against, this, this will come up later on in another episode. Okay. I have a grudge against this girl from eighth grade. Still, oh. to this day, oh. there's a little bit of my brain she, still holding a grudge. she a whore? <laughs> no. Oh, that, okay. Well. <laughs> Maybe. But, but. You know, it's just something that comes up occasionally in my brain, only because uh, we are Facebook friends, and you know, the post here and there remind me of that. But, but man, these things, I just can't. I I don't know. I I don't I don't get it. it and so what what I'm saying is, as someone who can hold a grudge, there are things that you say, yeah, well, the, a lot of this stuff I can dismiss. Mm -hmm. Stuff. I mean, certainly, there's you get so many people together at a family event and your your family is very extensive i mean they're mm -hmm. huge events it's so fantastic all walks of life all different right. personalities and and yeah someone might say something that's... different classes i mean yeah, fair to say I, yeah yep. and uh someone may say something but you don't take it that personally and you know you're not going to see them for another year it's a choice <laughs> it's a choice yeah this is i'm, I'm just amazed at how this is, article just seems 
and we're still only on step one, right? Oh my gosh! All right, let's get. Let's, this is just let's the keep, preface. Let's. Oh boy. They're just saying if your Thanksgiving feels more like a cage match, no. There are ways to steady yourself before arriving and self-soothe at, soothe at the dinner table. Wow. Here are the things to do before dinner. Prepare yourself for who you know your family to be and not who you hope that they will be. I mean, that's good advice. Yeah, that, that I, I, I can't disagree with that at all. Cook up a canned answer. That's the first piece of advice. You're likely to know exactly what's going to set you off, so prepare a response that lets you engage without accelerating the conflict. Can right. you expect a certain uncle to make a comment that's going to ignite something within you? Plan for how you'll respond. What's going to, off to offer you the most amount of peace in this experience? Whatever that answer is, build around that. Right. Yeah, come up with a good comeback. Right. Oh, yeah? Well, the shrimp store called and they're all out of you. Getting hooked into the <laughs> chaos, arguing is not healing mark okay try this number two do something relaxing beforehand mm. <laughs> take some plus time it'll help you work out an appetite for yourself before heading over oh. do whatever feels like it regulates your nervous system like <laughs> like going for a walk meditating or taking nope. a shower nope <laughs> well maybe a shower maybe afterwards a shower. <laughs> This way you can go to the meal with a calm mind and you can lengthen your fuse. <laughs> okay, number three, enlist the help of a sibling. Prior to arriving, ask a sibling or partner for support should, the, should any conflict arise. Some ways to do this include asking, can you back me up if I say we can't talk about that? Or can you help by introducing a new topic? Or there might be a time where I get overwhelmed and want to go and take a walk. Can you go and walk with me? That seems reasonable. Sure. I mean, see, uh, but now if I n see you, for example, taking a walk, right. then I'm going to be all, oh no, oh, oh no, what triggered on the Mark? mark? Somebody <laughs> triggered him. Well, you, we've been at a Thanksgiving where someone did something to me to, to trigger me, and I didn't respond at all. Do you remember that? I don't. It was, uh, 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 I won't say the name, but put buttermilk on my head, poured buttermilk on my head. Do you remember that? No. Oh, well, okay. Are you sure I was there? I, well, I was at your family Thanksgiving. I mean, I can think of who I would think that uh, there's someone I can think of that would do that. Yeah. That's oh, okay. Probably the same person. All right. <laughs> but the, they were looking for a big reaction, and I just sat there. Good on you. And 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 this person massaged it into my bald head. I am <laughs> sure I know who that and, person was. And and I did not respond like they expected. They expected a big that... like what the. What, get, 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 get. That wouldn't. And it um, made them look foolish because everyone's looking and going, what are you doing? Mm. You know, and I was just like, eh, whatever, just continuing. That's wrong. And maybe, Mark, maybe you need to set better boundaries. And they say here on number four, yeah. you got to set a boundary. Mm -hmm. Call your family ahead of time and vocalize what exact topic you'd like to avoid. Should we call? <laughs> should we call and like, you know, <laughs> set some ground rules now? Here's an example. Hey, I'm really excited to see you. I've been looking forward to having time with everyone. I'd really love if we didn't talk about the election. I'd love to hear what's happening in your life. I'd love for us to connect around other things in our lives. Set a boundary. Hmm. I don't. To me, that almost seems passive aggressive to do that ahead of time. I I don't see why if somebody brings it up, just just say, nah, I'm not getting into it right now. Right. Yeah. And there's other there's other very sensitive things because I got to tell you you know as someone who lost a son the holidays do remind you of the good times and it reminds you of that lost person in your life mm -hmm. and 
and we've all had lost people in our lives and stuff. And and especially when you get together with families, it helps reminds you remind you of the family members that you've lost. And it's it's mm, I want to say it's a little tough sometimes. Yeah. But I sit there and realize, you know what? There's I know people. I know people in your family that are that I that are my family, you know, that I know have lost loved ones and stuff. And I'm thinking, you know what? I'm not the only one here thinking, right. you know, boy, I sure miss my son. Mm-hmm. You know, there's other people here. And it's just, yeah, it, I, I'm not sure where I was going. <laughs> I know where you're going. There are some topics that would be easier not help to discuss Help me out. I need you to help it. me out. <laughs> Do you want to take yeah. a walk? And, 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 and so, therefore, I would not have, I would, I could never imagine myself going somewhere and and this is regardless of Thanksgiving, but anything and say, oh, um, I'd love to, you know, catch up and everything. Just don't ask me about my son who passed away. Right. Or something like that. Right. I mean, it's just like if, some, if something comes up, you kind of deal with it. You know, you say, ah, you know, I'm not ready to talk about that or that's an uncomfortable subject for me. I'm not going to get into it. But like or like you said, when it comes to politics, yeah, I'm not going to get into right. it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that for the most part, thinking of most of the people in my family. I think most probably wouldn't bring that up. Certainly not at Thanksgiving. If no, there was but, something that was revolving around uh, experience of experiences of losing losing loved ones, right. I can see how it might come up. Right. But I can't imagine. Yeah, you know what's so weird? I can imagine talking about um, the history of uh, what your relatives from the past might have done. Right. Like my mom talking right. about that sort of thing. Right. People who have passed, but that's different. Right. Somehow it's just different. Right. The longer time stretch right. because, of pa- because, passage. Right, because, well, yeah, and a, lot of, and a lot of that stuff is, you know, people that lived a long, full life. Yeah. I yeah. mean, for me, just making this personal, it's, you know, my son was 24 when he passed. Right. And so, you know, it was like, oh, that was, that's dad. If my son was 94 when he passed or something like that, it's like, you know, he had a good full life. And it's a fresher loss. Yeah. All right, so for whatever reason, it goes back into, again, giving tips. So it is, again, suggesting that you take a walk. Tell people that you won't engage. Uh, Visualize what's going to happen and the moment during which you usually get pulled in, then imagine pulling yourself back out, Mark. (laughs) And you keep this thought in your head before and at the meal. I have to ding pulling pulling yourself back out. I was waiting. I was (laughs) waiting. (laughs) You know, I was trying to keep it on the up and up, but I just couldn't help myself. It can remind you how not to get swept away in the yearly smackdown. Man. I know. What kind of, are we unique or are these family things unique? I mean, because because I do not, I I do not ever not look forward to getting together with family for the holidays be, for fear of something like this. Right. I don't know. This is definitely something I would love for you guys to weigh in on. By the way, since this is your Thanksgiving show, maybe you'll be listening to this while you're prepping your turkey today. Or right. Maybe you'll listen right. before to get you in the Thanksgiving spirit. But yeah, I can't relate. But I don't want to minimize whatever it is that you deal with. And I think that you probably feel the same right. way, Mark. I, but I cannot relate because I, this is just something we're not going to be looking to have. I, a I can't relate down. either. I, I, like you said, we, we had talked about this a couple of days ago before doing the show. And I was thinking of all my Thanksgivings past when I was younger. Because, you know, there was at one point where we had in what I refer to in my mind as the great die off. We had about five years when a whole generation disappeared and very few of us left. But I'm thinking back in the old days, as a kid, it was just wonderful. Yes. And I remember we had houses full of people. I mean, it was a crowd. 
I never remember any kind of thing that that was not over in 10 seconds. Like, oh, well, you're dope that. Right. And it's like, that's it. That was it. That was the big fight or anything like that. And and nothing that lingered. Right. That, I mean, you know, obviously you're going to shield children from that possibly. But mm-hmm. it, it was just I never saw someone at one of our events. I never saw someone get drunk that I that I knew as a kid was someone who was drunk. Yeah. Uh, and I never saw a fight fight like that. And right. this is this is despite, you know, my dad and his brother were very close, but very competitive, mm-hmm. you know, going camping and stuff like that. Whenever there was any kind of running race or any, com- there was competition all the time, which mm-hmm. is one of the reasons I'm so competitive because it was modeled to me. But I never remember any kind of holiday where they fought or anything like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Are, are we unique? Do you guys and you know? Let us know. Go to our Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Snack a Little, and uh, or call our dedicated listener line and leave a message. And that number is nine zero nine five seven two zero two seven eight. Let us know. We we really are interested. Is if these tropes and stuff uh, resonate with you because you have had a you know horrible. Thanksgiving and holidays or... And spill the tea. If you've got some stories to tell about some of these smackdowns at your own, we want to hear it. Oh, yeah. You know what? Let's, we, want, we want the gory details. Let's do a post-Thanksgiving, <laughs> like, smackdown stories. And yeah. And we'll, like, have people tell about, like, you know, their Thanksgiving or Christmas. How about a Christmas right. show where yeah. everybody's just, just talking holiday about stuff. trash talk all right. the holiday, stuff. Right. <laughs> any, any of your holiday family get-togethers, we want to know the dirty details to, to try to validate this yes. whole thing. I mean, MS... or. CNBC, I should say, has this whole article about, about it and stuff, and it's it. and it's a trope here in this country. What was your uncle Hepzibah always like getting like extra drunk and you know? You're fat. The- <laughs> you never amounted to anything. Exactly. See, I'm disappointed I in you. I'm. I just want to know. <laughs> Why do you not massage my feet right now? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what what horrible things are going on in these families. And why do people keep coming back? The only the only thing that I can, now mind you, this uncle of mine lived in Idaho, and we were already living in California at this point. Okay, I did have an uncle that rolled his own cigarettes, and he loved to pan for gold. And he did promise to teach me how to roll cigarettes when I was at the <laughs> young age of probably about ten. So there's that at a family reunion. Yeah, but that's and not an angry fanning thing. For, fanning, fanning for gold. <laughs> uh, panning for no, it isn't. But yes, that's that. Yeah. That's a reach out and I'm going to help her I'm, thing. Teach you, teach you how to roll your own cigarette. <laughs> you like the little paper here, and yep. You should have taken him up on that. Your high school years would have been a little to. bit better. <laughs> I told him, I'm like, okay, because not only would you have looked cool right. by smoking, but uh, teach you know, else how to roll if, you, if you know how to roll papers. your own in high school, you would have been very popular. Uh, well, you know. how do you know I wasn't popular? Well, more popular then. Okay. <laughs> I was, people, anyway. Uh, speaking of Thanksgiving, I got a little recording here. Oh, We've really? Got a, yeah. All right. Well, let's hear it. We've got one of our fans, not just one of our fans that called in and left us a message. And why don't we listen oh, to that? Oh, that kind of record. Oh, so someone called in to our listener line. See, yes. it does happen, folks. And we do feature it on the show. So let, let's let's listen to it let's now. drop in. Hello, this is your number one fan. And I'm calling to say... Happy Thanksgiving, and thank you for another awesome year of entertainment. You guys are just incredible. Me and my friends at the gym just are so thankful that you guys spark conversation <laughs> between all of us, and we talk about it all the time. Um, and, of course, you've also ruined us because anytime anyone says anything 
even a little off color, we all say ding, like that stupid bell you guys keep hitting every time somebody says something sexy. We love you. I love you. Here's to another year, guys. We love you, Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, I thank you, number one fan. Although when someone usually starts, I'm your number one fan. I can't help think of the movie Misery. I, I was going to say, do I need to start doing the re re or something? Uh, well, we're not done listening to recordings of stuff. I got something else for you. Oh, really? I'm going to wow, play that was a, a song. Deep, that was a deep sigh. I'm going to play a song. All right. And um, I want you to tell me if you recognize this tune. Okay. Okay, here we go. All of you. Listen close, because this is going to be really difficult. John Brown's body lies a-moldering in the grave. John Brown's body lies a-moldering in the grave. Sound familiar yet, Mark? John Brown's body lies a-moldering in the grave, but his soul goes marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. <laughs> All right. So his body was molding in the grave. But his soul goes marching on. But his soul goes marching on. Okay, we're going to stop it, right? Okay, so we're not, other than the chorus, we're not entirely familiar. Right. I mean, I know the song. Uh huh. And I know the title of the song. Well, the song that we know. I don't know about that particular version of it. John Brown's body. Wow. Touching. It's molding in the grave. That's a. That's a. John Brown's body lies a molding in the grave, but his soul goes marching on in the glory. Hallelujah. Right. Um, his soul goes marching on. He's gone to be a soldier in the army of the Lord. He's gone to be a soldier in the army of the Lord, and his soul just keeps on marching on. Uh, the stars above in heaven now are looking kindly down, and his soul keeps marching on. But there's a story behind this. Okay. That is, by the way, I just wanted to say, that is the battle hymn of the Republic. Yes. As far as I know. Yes. But you say this version was called John Brown, John Brown's Body, or is it's it called also John Brown's Body? Wow. Yep, it's called John Brown's Body. There's another version that maybe you're more familiar with. Most of you are probably familiar with this. Oh my goodness, I can't ever listen to this and not start getting tingles. Here we go. We just got to play this for just a moment or two, and then we'll get into what happened. So let's find out what happened to the Battle Hymn of the Republic and why it's called that now. You know, have you heard this before? Not, well, I don't know if I've heard this version before. I mean, that it, that it had an original tune? No, I did not. I did not. I, I just know it as something that uh, shows up in movies, basically, is how I was introduced to it. And, and then yes. I think we sang it in church a couple of times, possibly. All right. In 1860... American voters elected Abraham Lincoln as president. Although he personally hated slavery, Lincoln promised not to interfere with the slave system in southern states. Most Southerners, however, were fighting mad about Lincoln's election. They were convinced his true goal was to end slavery and control the South. One of these states seceded or broke away from the United States to form the Confederate States of America. As president, Lincoln felt duty-bound to fight to keep the Union together, and South vowed to fight for its independence. All right. But 
In November of 1861, a woman named Julia Ward Howe and her husband visited Washington, D.C. While there, Howe, a published poet, heard Union troops belting out a well-known marching song called John Brown's Body. Hmm. After the famous abolitionist John Brown, a preacher standing with Howe encouraged her to write new lyrics to the tune. And she says, she wrote later, I replied that I'd often wished to do so. I awoke the next morning in the gray of the early dawn and to my astonishment found that the wished for lines were arranging themselves in my brain. I lay quite still until the last verse had completed itself in my thoughts and then hastily rose around, arose, saying to myself, I shall lose this if I don't write it down immediately. I began to scrawl the lines almost without looking. Having completed this, I laid down again and I fell asleep, but not before feeling that something of importance had just happened to me. And that something of importance proved to be the words to the Battle Hymn of the Republic. In February 1862, she sold her poem to the Atlantic Monthly, a well-known magazine. She sold it for $5. So, why are we playing this when we're having a Thanksgiving show? <laughs> this song makes me think of America. Uh, Agreed. And there's a lot of crappy things <laughs> going on right now. For, for everybody for different reasons. For one, the economy. But I mean, there's so much wrong right now. And it's difficult to look and to find the things that you can be grateful for. But again, talking about family, I don't have to go to family gatherings and worry about whether or not we're going to get along because it's going to be amazing. Right. And I'm so thankful for that. There's more, but I don't want to take up all that. So talk to me, Mark. Got things you're thankful for? No. <laughs> I'm angry and bitter right now because of the thing that you're talking about is that yep. there's a lot of stuff and, and being a media whore like I am and I, you know, uh, uh, read and watch a lot of different news sources and everything. And I think sometimes I get into this bubble of that where I get myself a little too upset about what's going on. But then again, it's like, how do you not be upset when you're aware of what's going on and there's things that you can do to alleviate it? So... But now that you presented me with that, let me, I'm going to throw the ball back over to you and let me think about it for a minute and see if I can come up with something to be thankful for. I just challenge you when we're at this family gathering at my place. Right. I know that you're probably going to be a little less plugged into the internet. Certainly. There, You will certainly be more plugged into the uh, the great uh, warmth that comes from hanging out with my family right? <laughs> <laughs> and laughter and food comas and um, games and just fun. And so you have to look for those moments. We have to look for those moments. I, I agree. I got to tell you. So I, I am staying. So we're going uh, uh, north, yep. we'll say, uh, <laughs> for the holiday. And I'm staying with one of your nieces mm -hmm. and her family, who I have stayed with before in the past. And they usually are not they're they're uh they spend every other Thanksgiving with their in laws, right? Yep. yep. And this year we all get to spend it together. Yes. And I'm so looking forward to staying with them because they're so yeah. welcoming and they have such a great family. A lot of their kids are off to college and or married and they're all gonna be coming home. I'm gonna be go from my house, which is a home where I live just with me mm -hmm. all by myself. Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> to a house 
filled with kids and family and everything. Laughing and I am and so and thankful that they're so welcoming. I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to being uh, more disconnected from the media because there's yeah. always going to yeah. be someone to play and do something with. And 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 I will not be uh, I'm going to take a few days off of, uh, yeah. you know, being on top of everything. So, yes. yeah. yeah. So I am thankful for that. Fall apart. Right. <laughs> if I'm not well, watching not all the videos. <laughs> So you got to look for the good things. I mean, bottom line, just look for the good things. And so, yes, that's kind of how I'm tying this song and the John Brown's body and all of that, because America, hell yeah, even though we have our flaws, I do still think that this is the greatest country to, to live in. And um, and I'm grateful for you, Mark, and for you listeners oh. and for my family. And God bless us, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Just one more time. Now I do want to cry. <laughs> Listen wow. to that with your headphones. That was great. <laughs> it's amazing. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all, my eyes are all like teared up. I'm a little verklempt. <laughs> just gorgeous so happy thanksgiving everyone and uh really from our hearts to you we we wish you a happy thanksgiving we hope you have a great time but if you don't give us a call and let us know because we want to hear those Spill stories <laughs> we do want to hear the stories so be sure to contact us on facebook instagram or twitter and snack a little or you could call our dedicated listener line at 909-572-0278 i'm just gonna sit here wiping the tears oh gosh and would you try a green bean casserole sparkling water? We gotta find all the other weird flavors oh they're talking gosh, about. Oh my gosh, that is ridiculous. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. Great food though. This is a great Thanksgiving show, Janet, and and I love and appreciate you and your family. And I can't wait to get together and have a big family event. <laughs>